0: Okay, on. Am I audible? Am I my? Do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? I can't see you too well, but I can hear you. Wave your hand. Yes. I see you move. I see you move. It Nobody <laughs> moved. Nobody <laughs> moved from when they there? Everybody, all of you are in the right place. I have Sanam Bakshani coming on board. She is a video creator, a vlogger, works with a lot of digital content and we decided we should probably talk about the power of digital media and i'm just waiting for her to join so we can get going let's see could take a while i hope all of you are happy healthy doing great hi
1: hi What's up, uh, okay. how are you?
0: Good, I'm, I've uh, hung, put my phone on a blender, so I'm just waiting to like frame a little bit so it works.
1: <laughs> good. My phone is pushing down my earphones right now, so I hope it doesn't...
0: Yeah, no, no, as long as there's something behind it, it's. I think it's pretty really
1: yeah.
0: good. So, how are you? I'm great,
1: man. How are you? How are you doing?
0: Good. Good, I'm a little tired, but I think I'm doing okay mm-hmm. with uh, taking it one day at a time, I try to do a few things here and there uh-huh. so it's worth So for the people who uh don't know much about you, for example, the people who are watching from my mm-hmm. also could you introduce yourself and tell us a little more about what you do
1: okay um i'm a twenty one year old blogger. Um, I started making blogs in two thousand nineteen uh in the beginning of the year. And uh, that just became something bigger than it was, bigger than it started out. And it's still it still got a very niche audience, but it's my baby and I, I really do love making the vlogs. And um, now in this lockdown and stuff, uh, I didn't have anybody to film for the vlogs. So I started making content on my own and that led, from one, one thing led to another. Um, and now I'm on your stories with Chastity.
0: Oh, damn. that's a it's great i've been watching them whenever i can and uh-huh. i really like what you put out and yeah for the people who don't know what vlogging is how would mm-hmm. you describe what a vlogger does
1: um okay so a vlog is essentially a video log right so um i that was my motive with the vlog uh, i wanted to document my life but i only wanted to like put out the happiest funniest silliest moments that i had and that's how I wanted to remember the year. Um, so I decided that I'm only going to do it for one year, but I just continued because I have got so used to it. Um, and yeah, so that's what blogging is for me. It's pretty much like I document everything that's going on as much as I can. Um, and then I'll put together in the edit the happiest, silliest moments and make a sort of a story out of it. But in general, I think blogging is pretty different. Hmm?
0: Right, so how different is it?
1: Um, okay, so the vlogs that I've seen, like on, on YouTube and stuff, um, people tend to, uh, like the most, the generic form of vlogs is, you know, they film their day that where they're talking to their camera or they're getting coffee and stuff. Like basically just like you're you're hanging out with somebody um, through virtually, you know, and you can see what they do during their day. So that was not how it was for me. I think I just named them vlogs for lack of a better word and then like got stuck with it. So I, so, hmm. go on. I, I I What were you gonna say?
0: So I wanted to know why specifically the goofy, the happy stuff. Why not the more mellow, the more somber, the more serious stuff?
1: Um, I wanted, I wanted the happy. Okay, so um, has this ever happened to you? Where uh, maybe it's your birthday. Like I'm sure you've cried on some like birthdays and stuff, right? People, I I cry on like every birthday. So um. It's like, if I go back and think, oh, that birthday, or I cried, you know, it's like that that emotion is so strong that that's how you remember that day. Even if the rest of the day was like happy and stuff, you'll always remember that, hey, I cried. So I just feel like, you know, that emotion is so strong. If I can put all the happy stuff into a video, um, maybe it makes the emotion of whatever was happy stronger than whatever was sad. And then when I remember those times, honestly, like, I think it helped me so much as a person and I, I'm sure that it's helped a lot of people like in college and stuff as well because they have told me that, you know, oh we saw this vlog and I can what a throwback and stuff like that. And they're not gonna see what happened to us in college or, you know, them getting into trouble or any sad days. They're gonna see all the happy parts. So I feel like it's really important to remember those. And that's why I wanna yeah. like and it doesn't mean that I don't say serious things. Um I made a whole vlog about how tough vlogging is. And it was really depressing. Yeah. It was really sad. Like I don't watch it. I don't like to watch that one anymore. But I did make something out of it because I didn't want to convey that emotion.
0: Right. Have you watched Sound of Music? No. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's a song that's called I'm 16
1: going
0: on 17. Uh-huh. Okay, On my 17th birthday, mm-hmm. I cried because one, I wasn't 16 and <laughs> two, I couldn't sing that song. <laughs> what, what is the one thing that you could not do during the lockdown?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And how did you work around it, other than you know shooting them yourself?
1: I think that um, I mean the one thing that I couldn't do is meet people. And my, if, if, like, I know that you've seen my vlogs, so I'll say it to everybody else that um, if you watch my vlogs, it's heavily dependent on everyone around me. And I'm, I'm always like, if I don't have footage, um, I will get up, take my camera, and be like, okay, mom, I'm going out. Okay, and I, I need content. And I would go and hit up a few friends and meet them, film them. Literally, just use them to do something entertaining so I can go home and edit you. It was like that. So I could not do that. And honestly, I kind of went through a whole uh, weird phase in the, in the lockdown, especially in the beginning, because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I need to edit. I need to make something. And I think that's when I realized that, okay, you know what, my just because I'm not making blogs doesn't mean I can't make something. And that's when I started experimenting. So first I started experimenting with my dog. I started making like videos with Buddy. Uh, they, were, they were okay. And I went into a really weird zone after that where I didn't really talk to anybody or make anything or do anything for like two weeks. Like I'd still walk Buddy. I'd still get out of bed and everything. But I think for those two weeks, I read like four books in those two weeks. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't reply to messages. I went through a very weird state. I I don't know. Everything's pretty shaken in my brain. And then I don't know what happened. I just kind of, bounced back you know uh i was like you know i'm gonna make something like i don't know what i'm gonna make but i'm gonna make something so uh i got tiktok i I learned how to use it and then
0: i i came then i finally got it too what was that like
1: well um when i first got it it was like i don't know how to use this you know like i don't know what to do then a friend of mine really helped me she sent me like screen recordings on the basic functions and that's all i know like that's all i knew the basic functions which is why i didn't use many effects or filters and all that stuff and i genuinely don't like so many filters and stuff like i like i like it to be how it is so like even if i had to show two different characters i just wear different clothes so um i started making stuff and once i started making stuff there um i, uh, I people started telling me that oh you can act oh you have nice expressions and i'm like Really? Thank you. And then that kind of, you know, I just felt like making more because in the end I felt productive and I felt like I was doing something. And then came that whole video that went viral and then I deleted Instagram. Then I got back.
0: So speaking of that video, uh, (laughs) I didn't show you the kind of influence. So for those of you who don't know, Sanam created a video which basically debunked uh, common thoughts or common... uh, uh, stereotypes that people who don't understand what feminism means mm-hmm. And uh, did you realize that you had such an influence with your work no
1: I, I did not I really didn't think it would go viral it was really I, honestly I didn't think when I was making, making it as well it was very fast everything happened way too fast it was like my friend sent me a text in the night I was like 2 in the morning and she's like hey Sanam, what's your take on this video and I'd seen this video around, but I never watched it. Because I, I, even when I'm on social media, I don't consume so much. You know, I, I look at memes and I go yeah. to sleep. So um, yeah. <laughs> she sent me this video, I clicked on it. And I watched it and my brain was like, why did you say that? Like, what? And then I left it, you know, in the night I couldn't sleep. And I was like, you know, I was in bed and I was like, I want to make something, I want to make something, I want to make something. So I just said, you know, Sanam, you're not going to make anything. Because I never get into controversy. Like I never say, I ne- I'm always just happy, funny, rubbish. You know, I don't like to get into these things. But I, I still just noted down a few jokes, a few points that I had. And I was like, Sam, see what you're going to do tomorrow now. I went to sleep. The next day I woke up and I'm like, you know what? Somebody must have told that goal. So I check out her comments. All of them are supporting her. I said, huh? And then um, I was like, is everybody tripping? Or like, what's happening? And then I find out from here and there that she's deleting comments. I said, okay, that means somebody has made a video. So I find videos. They have made videos. Very well explained videos. Um, people are like, it's, it's very clear what they're trying to say. But um, everything was in English. Uh, it wasn't, I was like, how do people who watch her video, how are they going to get it? What are you saying to the masses? Like, you're telling people, like, I, I will watch this video and I'd be like, oh yeah, I, I I agree with you but there are also people watching her video and being like well, I agree with you so how do you just get, just show them your side of the argument after that do whatever you want like, you can't force your opinion on anyone right? so how do you just convey it to them so I said maybe a little more Masi language and some humor because I think humor really brings out a lot of things if you laugh about it it means you've acknowledged it so I wrote down a bunch of things I called my friends and I was like hey is this funny is my Hindi correct and I got it, I ran it by a few people. That night, again, I slept at five because I made this video. Um, I sh- I sent it to a few people the next day after editing it and I was like, is this good? And they're like, yeah, it's really good. I sent it like 10 people. And they were like, yeah, go for it. Posted the video on the night. I went to eat dinner. I come out and I'm like, the phone, my phone is like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, what? What is going on? And in like, it just, I don't know what happened. And the next day when I woke up, it was like 20,000 and I was like, okay. And then that night, I, my friend took my phone and he's like, he put the notifications off. Like, he's like, just don't look. And I said, yeah, then I deleted Instagram. And then I went back. Why? I went back like um, after a day or two. I just ignored it. Why did you? De- I, I don't want to consume so much. Like it was too much, I, it was like being thrown at my face and I mean the hate and all is fine I don't even know how to receive love, I need therapy, like I can't, I, can't, I couldn't uh. I, think, I think that's a problem no, with our, with our entire generation, we're very, we don't
0: know how to take Yeah, we don't know, yeah,
1: like if somebody is
0: like,
1: you know, I hate you, I'll be like you hate me because you ain't me, but if somebody is like I love you, I'm like okay, thank you <laughs> I don't Yeah, like what do I do, okay cool,
0: thanks <laughs> Yeah, but- exactly I, I get it. I get what you mean very well. Mm-hmm. So how would you describe a viral video? Because say, for example, like five years ago, uh-huh. right, a viral video was something that had over like a million views uh-huh. that made it viral. Uh-huh. So what do you think makes a video viral now? Honestly? Because right now there's mm-hmm. stuff that's going up to like 100 million uh-huh. and stuff like that. So that's why.
1: I don't know, honestly. I think my whole... Uh, thought behind what makes a video viral is pretty warped up because of the kind of videos that go viral. Hello Friends Chai pilo. Viral. Yeah. I have never watched the
0: original
1: She just says, Hello Friends Chai pilo. That's the original video. That's That's all she says. That's That's all all she says. And she drinks tea. So, I mean, I feel like anything can go viral. If you talk garbage to a camera, it will go viral. If you say something controversial, it has the possibility of going viral. So I don't, I, I think that now in this day and age, it's, it's, and especially now while the world is locked down and everybody is on their phones, I think a lot of things have the potential to go viral that didn't before.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like because of that one video going viral, you have a sense of pressure to create relevant content and not the busy
1: Well, no, that's, I think that was, I was very clear about that in my head, um, When people started messaging me and I got like a lot of message requests and a lot of people were even telling me like react to her other videos and stuff. I I didn't even watch them. I was like, um, look, this is not me. Like this is, this was something I made sure if I feel strongly enough to make something like this again, I will. But I'm, this is not, this is not what I'm about. I'm about the vlogs. I'm about funny stuff. I'm about a lot of humor, a lot of, you know, rubbish comedy. And that's what I'm going to put out. So I'm not going to cater to anybody, you know, like it's a, if you want that from me, yeah. okay, cool. But I'm not going to make it just because you want it. I feel like I lose sight of myself and what I like to make.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And speaking of catering, you know, with over time, with, you know, using our phones and be, there being so much information out there that you don't know what to pick from mm-hmm. or what to take or something like that, you take a break Yeah. from... You're not know, just looking at your phone mm-hmm. because it's starting. I've done that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you I know. do it every day. Yeah, I'm
1: sure a lot I do of it. it every day. I delete Instagram every single day. Wow.
0: No, I've turned
1: off my notifications. My notifications <laughs> I are off. I, I don't want it on my phone. I feel like there's clutter. i like out of sight, out of mind. Don't want it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting for these uh, live streams to end because I plan on ending them on Instagram startup but I only put it up you know, reinstall it every time to just put up something else? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's exactly what I do. I put something up, I bounce. The next yeah. day I come back and I reply to the comments or whatever.
0: Yeah, but you know, over time mm-hmm. our attention span with you know seeing something. Like even when I started these streams mm-hmm. now Instagram gives me a timer for an hour. Mm-hmm. Right, and then a bunch of people say nobody's going to sit and watch for an entire round, uh-huh. which is true. Mm. And some people have, which I'm very you know, grateful for, mm-hmm. but then our attention spans are dwindling to the point of you know, it's like it's worse than a goldfish, <laughs> and that's saying a lot. The fish has a memory of seven seconds,
1: yeah, we have a memory of so like four to five.
0: Yeah, no, they say this thing that when you're creating content for social media, you have to remember that the attention span is three seconds. In uh-huh. the first three seconds, a person has to engage with your uh-huh. So, wh- what kind of a change does that bring into the process of someone who creates videos and blogs like you?
1: Yeah, so, um, I mean, that is a big factor. Like, I know that I have to grab that attention in the very beginning. Um, so, I, I think I realized this over the first, first, uh, 30, 40 vlogs once I started telling people that oh yeah I do make vlogs I started putting it on Instagram like before that I kind of just treated YouTube as my storage device just to put it somewhere mm-hmm. um, so I think in the intro like I would have an intro uh, I have an intro I have an intro yes. yeah so <laughs> right before there would be like a funny clip and then the intro like it would start immediately after that so I feel like I would engage I try to engage whoever's watching in that beginnings part itself like with with one stupid joke or something silly you know and then the rest of the vlog depends on that that's that that's how it is according to me and i feel like um even on instagram and stuff even on youtube when i when i personally see videos that are 12 minutes or 15 minutes i don't even click on them which is why most of my content is really small like short
0: right so you know people have reduced slowly reduced the amount of minutes mm-hmm. that. Uh, of their entire videos, mm-hmm. since we're only talking with content, like let's talk videos. And, mm-hmm. But then we also, spoke, like how we spoke about it the last time we were on the phone, mm-hmm. was that the monetization policy of YouTube is the number of moving hours. Yep. Right? Yeah. But then, over, if you're looking at that monetization bit and you're looking at, you know, creating shorter videos for people to, you know, just watch it quickly and move on. Yep. How do you find a balance with the two?
1: Well, it's honestly quite sad because, um, I feel like once you, if once you grab the attention and gain a following, then you could like, maybe increase your videos a little bit. Like, like for me, I, for me personally, um, I make the vlogs because I love making the vlogs and I haven't monetized them one, because I use a lot of music two because they're all four minutes long. So I don't know how I'm going to reach the 4,000 watch hours thingy of YouTube. Yeah. Um, but there have been vlogs that have been five minutes, five minutes thirty seconds, six minutes, and now at this point, I'm not afraid to go, to go a little bit longer or make it like this. This video that went viral was ten minutes. That was the longest video I've ever made. But I wasn't afraid of these yeah. things because I'm like, no, I already know that people who have been watching the vlogs will still watch them. You know, it's okay. Right. Um, but in the beginning, I never felt like that. I was like, no, four minutes means four minutes. I used to cut out whatever was required, but I make sure that it was small.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference between, and what's different about your thought process from when, you know, in contrast to what you had before releasing your first ever vlog uh-huh. and what it is now when you're about to release the next one? Hmm.
1: Well, when I, when I released my first ever vlog, it was crazy. Um, I, I'll tell you the story if you're up for listening to that. Um, I, I, <laughs> I Those
0: stories were stressful.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I wanted to make vlogs. Um, when I was in like high school, I was like, Hey, I want to make something like I made, I used to make birthday videos for my friends. I still do, uh, for their birthdays. yeah, I make like these, you know, yeah. extra birthday videos. I love making them. Um, and I thought, Hey, you know what? I can edit. Let me try making vlogs. Let me try filming people and making something funny out of it. And I did it. I did it in the 11th grade. I made two vlogs, but I never posted them because I was very scared. And honestly, high school is the worst time ever for me. Like. I was, like, my confidence was really bad. It had to do a lot of the school I was going to and stuff. And, um, yeah, I didn't, have the, I didn't have the guts to put it up. I didn't have the guts to upload it on YouTube. So I just left it. They're still in my laptop, those two vlogs that I have. Um, and I didn't make them. Then when college started, uh, I got really busy with college because, uh, you know, you went to SCMC and you know how it was. Plus, I used to get a lot of detentions. So I used to end up sitting in college till like night and then I'd be home really late and I, I'm a localite so it would take me like time to get home. So it was a big trip and I, I couldn't make vlogs and it was genuine. Like I really did not have the time to make them. When uh, our director in college changed and we did not need 90% attendance, now we needed 75 Detentions were cancelled, no more. When I was just like, now what's your excuse? I was like, now you don't have an excuse. So, that's when I decided. I think it was, like, October, November of 2018. And I decided. I was like, I'm going to make videos next year. Like, I'm going to start. First Jan 2019, I'm going to make videos. And then, on the 26th, 27th, I got my camera out of college. I just told, like, a few friends. I didn't really tell many people. I started filming. We went to a farmhouse. I started filming. I was filming everything. People obviously did ask me because it's a bulky camera that I carry around. And... um yeah. They asked me, and I was like, well, "I'm making videos and stuff." And then uh, again, I didn't promote it and stuff when it first started out. I just wanted to do it because I wanted to do it. I wanted to document it. And then when it became a bigger deal in college, I started. To tell, I'm like, "Yeah, I make vlogs. Yeah, I make vlogs." And then I started putting it on my story, and it just became bigger than what it was. So that was okay, my what first. It,
0: what's your thought process like now?
1: Now, uh, in the in the middle, it was a lot like, you know, oh my God, I have to put up a vlog, I have to put up a vlog, And I started putting so much pressure on myself. So when I went to, when I, now I had time, right? In the beginning of college, I had time to make them. When I went to Bombay for my first internship, I was working, again, like I was traveling in the morning, working all day, traveling back in the night. i have got to eat dinner. I'm tired, you know, yeah. but I would instead, like I would be tired, but I'd still sit and make the blogs. And uh, I used to post them like twice a week. And it's hours of content that I would screen in four minutes, and that was really tough. It, used to, it, it takes me like yeah. it takes me like sixteen hours to make one vlog. Oh,
0: wow, that's a lot. Yeah, there's
1: so much footage, you know, like there's so many hours of footage that it's crazy, you know. Um, so um, I in the middle, like I was, I wasn't sleeping. I was making myself sick making the vlogs, and I was still trying to put them out thrice a week. Right. I, I realized that you know I'm gonna I felt sick I was like you know I'm gonna break myself down I can't do this and that's when the pressure and then a lot of things were going wrong even in my in, in my head like mental health wise and stuff I was going through a lot of things I was going through a lot of stuff a lot of change at home outside and um, you know how sometimes even if you have the time because you're so flustered in your brain you can't find the the strength to like get up and make something like You're exhausting yourself when you don't have any energy to give. Yeah, Yeah. I get that. Yeah, so I went through that. And I think that's when I had stopped putting so much pressure on myself. And I told myself, okay, you put out a vlog when you can put out a vlog. And I think that that's when it happened twice a week, once a week. But I was happy because the vlogs became better. And I wasn't, you know, upset anymore. And I think that's my thought process now that, okay, let's make something fun. Let's make something Great. Not, I have to make something, I have to make something. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think the amount of, you know, the consumption of so much information that's available to us mm-hmm. has affected how we develop, how we think, how we talk, how we empathize, how we socialize with people?
1: Um, yeah, I do, I do. I mean, obviously, I, I, I think that's a given. I'm, right now, we have so much information available to us. So I think the good stuff, I, I feel like it's our responsibility responsibility to keep becoming better as people and keep being informed but it doesn't mean that we have to shove other people's opinions down like our opinions down other people's throats and stuff and i feel like that's a very big problem now in especially digitally yeah. um and yeah i mean it does affect how we think and um, what and obviously if we think that way then we'll behave in a different way we'll talk in a different way and empathy i feel like uh, if you're asking me like digitally Um, Empathy is very. There's barely any empathy. People just. They're so rude. They're so mean. um.
0: You're Mm -hmm. right, because in 2010, Mm -hmm. uh, the University of Michigan did a study Mm -hmm. where uh, they saw how empathetic students were in 2010. Mm -hmm. And then they also predicted predicted that it will go a lot lower in 2020. Mm -hmm. And they attributed this to the use of Uh smartphones so why do you think that is why do you think we have grown to not empathize with someone
1: um okay well i think that um with smartphones there is a lot of apathy already going around um i feel like you know people aren't afraid to say whatever they want to somebody on a comment because who's like it's just a comment. it gets lost in a lot of other comments but there are people who get affected reading those comments and they don't care about that because for them it's like one second I've commented, I don't care, I'm going to go and comment on yeah. somebody else's post. That's the whole troll culture, you know. And it's pretty sad. Like I mean, I, wouldn't, I, I would not say don't say something to somebody that you wouldn't say to them to their face, you know. And I think it's pretty silly. Like I think it's sad that um, people have this, this outlet and they don't realize that they're affecting other people with this outlet. And apathy is kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of like taught to us from a very young age. Like when I first came here from Malaysia, right? I was in a rickshaw and um, a beggar came and I started crying because I started feeling horrible that this person is begging and doesn't have shoes and I have shoes and I'm not begging and I'm in a rickshaw and I was crying. I was like a kid. I, I don't know. I just threw a fit and I was like, help, help, help this girl. She had a bowl and stuff. And then, you know, it's like, it's like taught to you as you grow up that, that you, know, you know, this is a network don't don't give them money feed them if you can stuff like that and you see how we just put our windows up in cars we don't even look at them you know you think that if somebody comes come like if somebody from malaysia comes here like somebody i know if i bring a friend over here and she sees this happening she's gonna it's gonna affect her because this doesn't happen elsewhere you know or not as much so i feel like that apathy is really it's something that we grow up with and it 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 Obviously, everything has an outlet, right? So it just comes out in different, different ways. It's like projection in a, in a way. Sort of.
0: You know, I think the whole thing about commenting without thinking about mm-hmm. it was something I had to consciously unlearn when I was in school. Mm-hmm. There was this one boy who nobody liked, hmm. and it was common knowledge. Mm-hmm. But then, and I did, it, you know, saying really mean things to him on Facebook mm-hmm. because he was going at it for me. So I like, you know, I'm going to clap back. Uh-huh. And many years later, I realized that that was not okay. Yeah. So I went and apologized. Makes sense. But then a lot of people don't have that. Have you ever had that moment of having to unlearn what
1: you put out? Yeah, for sure, for sure. A lot, a lot, a lot of that. Um, I, I, I mean, with on- like stuff online, um, I feel like I'm, I'm. I try to be as careful as I can to not be uh, rude and stuff. Even in the vlog and stuff, I would be careful with anything controversial and stuff that I put in um, but I know that I've made a, I've made such mistakes as a person and I was younger and I I, I didn't think too much about it you know so I feel like uh, this was taught to me in the first grade in in school in Malaysia and it was like you know if, if uh, when you say something to somebody put yourself in their shoes and think how would I feel and that used to be very natural to me it kind of that kind of got lost along the process living here and then I think I just kinda got that back, you know. Like I think I consciously try to do that now. But I have made mistakes. I think the best of us have, you know. It's it's how it's the kind of world that we've been brought up in. This there's so much that is available to us digitally. I feel like I mean I see like ten year olds, eight year olds, they have iPhones. They're obviously consuming a lot. And um I didn't. I had a Sony Ericsson flip phone, which I used to turn around and take videos and stuff with, you know. Yeah. So I feel like it's okay as long as you, you know, um, understand that hey, that was a mistake. I didn't know any better and then try to actively, you know, like, I think it's really cool that you apologize. One of my friends did yeah, that. Was- he like apologized to everybody in school who he thought that he had had, uh, had a bad impact on.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it takes a lot to actually realize that, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot, lot of people don't. And then I think it's just a matter of time for them to. Yeah.
1: I I mean I hope so. Uh-huh.
0: You know, digital media is probably the best or the worst thing to happen to say advertising, whether it's mm-hmm.
1: itself. So are you asking me what if I think digital media is good or bad for like advertising? Yeah, advertising itself or brands or anything—the best or the worst thing to happen. Okay, um, I don't know. I, if I if I think from an, uh, a person who's in advertising or wants to get into advertising, from that point of view, I think it's a really good thing, because um, because traditionally, I mean, uh, people used to push the product towards a consumer, right? They used to be like, hey, this is the product. This is really great. Uh, buy it. We'll give you this offer. We'll give you this discount and stuff like that. Um, now it's more like it runs on data, right? We collect information about people and then use that brands use that to their advantage but it's still um it's still something that can happen on a like it's widespread but it can it happens individualistically so i think that's really cool because an advertiser really knows uh which people to hit with what i i had a i had an idea a tiktok idea for this um there was a there was a sound that said how can you see so just a lady singing how can you see so I was going to break something and then look at it all broken. And my phone would light up with a notification with whatever I broke, an ad for that. So I just look around and be like, how can you see? So I, you know, stuff is, cool. yeah, and I can't make it any longer. But-
0: yeah, yeah, I got on. The, I kept and got on the TikTok two days before it got banned. Mm-hmm. My my brother was like, uh, "You'll be cursed for getting on the TikTok." <laughs> and TikTok just got banned. <laughs> yeah. So it's so interesting.
1: Yeah, my my brother is it like so. He used to keep making fun of me. He's like, he would watch Kallium and Manati and stuff, and he would always make fun of me for um for you know um being on TikTok or making TikToks and stuff, but. Yeah i don't know i feel like i like the app and i like the user interface and i like to edit on it it was more more about the editing convenience than it was about anything else
0: yeah that's true mm-hmm. do you think that so since you create a lot of videos and i create a lot of photos mm-hmm. i want to understand this do you think that making a video has a heavier impact when it comes to advertising uh-huh. only okay commercial do you think making a video has a heavier impact on audiences than a photograph hmm this
1: feels like a me again I (laughs) i think that both have their own impacts but it depends on the audience that um is like i feel like a photo is quick you know like if you can make a photo good enough it's really quick and they'll consume it like like that and it's very easy to like put out a lot of photos um and like if you put out three photos people will see one or two of them you know when you put out a video, you really need to grab that attention right in the beginning. Otherwise, you've lost them. Yeah. So I feel like the reach is much more with pictures uh, and statics. But uh, videos are cool too. And it's just that you have to make them cool enough to you know, uh, grab that attention. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm
0: glad we can both live there. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I see a lot of people having different opinions uh-huh. towards it, which... It's always this fight, always a video or always a photo better. Uh-huh. I mean,
1: I'm tired of it after a point. I feel like what's, I mean, I don't see the big fight about it, you know, like pictures are cool, videos are cool. Um, if you like taking photos, take photos, if you like making, like for me, I feel like, I feel uh, like I'm not very photogenic. So not all of my pictures come out. Uh, nice, and that's why I don't really post a lot of pictures. I like taking photos, but then I like taking them with a the phone. Like I'm not good with my camera, and I know that I vlog and stuff, but I still don't know how to use my camera, and it's been like over a year, and I still I just know how to click on record and focus it a little bit. That's all. So um, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's all cool. Like I don't know why people have to fight about things like this, and like okay, like right now I'm posting a lot of videos and. But that doesn't mean I don't post a photo or don't post like a singing cover or something in the middle. Like, like people do whatever they want. Why is there a fight about everything?
0: Yeah. Speaking of singing, my one of my first interactions with you was at a speed living. Yeah. And this was, I think, two thousand and seventeen. If I'm not. Yeah, that was the that was uh, the first time
1: I ever performed in public.
0: This was classic. Rock, yeah, right? yeah. I think I performed at the same. Yeah. One. So, uh, what, why did you choose to, you know, uh, finally get up? Or what made you choose to finally get up and perform for the first time? (laughs) Peer
1: pressure. Completely. Everybody's like, hey, Speak is coming up, perform. And then I didn't perform for the second one. I went for it. And then again, Speak was then perform. I'm like, no. And they're like, no, perform. I'm like, no, no. And um, one of my friends... Uh, Arnav, he's like, you know, I'll I'll play with you. I'll play the guitar. So I was like, you'll be on stage with me? He's like, yeah. So like, promise? He's like, yeah. I said, okay. And I was like, you know, I have somebody. It's okay. Like, yeah. I felt much better with him there. And then I performed a bunch of times after that. But I still, I get like, you know, I start shaking. Even if I were to like sing something on the live video now, Arch. Sh- yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, but now
0: that I know mm-hmm. for the next, because I was... First- I'm taking over operations for Speak, So now oh, sweet. you're going to be before.
1: Yeah, well, like sure be ready that. for me to say no.
0: Oh, no, be ready for me to be. Persuasive. <laughs> Don't mm. so, it's okay. Know, I'll catch one of my
1: friends you? and tell them to be with me.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Why haven't what? you put out stuff stuff with your music recently?
1: <laughs> um. Well... I got really busy making the vlogs. So usually before that, I used to put out covers and then I had a whole page dedicated to it. And I wasn't regular on that page from yeah. the very beginning, but I used to really like making, like I used to like to put those out. So um, once, I started, once I got really busy with the vlogs, I didn't feel like putting out covers. I just, I still played the guitar like almost every day. I write songs, I'd still sing, but I just didn't put it out anymore. And then now recently, I got that app the cappella one it's so frustrating oh, yeah. i don't know how people do it like if, if you know nida um she puts up like amazing yeah. music and stuff Oh, she does. and you know she it looks so seamless and i'm like hey this is this is, the, this is so cool even i want to do it and i got it and i was like oh, what wow, this gives me a headache but then i did two covers on it like i managed to somehow
0: send me some.
1: Yeah, right? i'll i'll send them to you after so let's do, mm-hmm. because i don't i don't
0: have the energy to figure out a new app i feel like i've i've learned these and i'm done i can't sit and figure out
1: how to use that that's how it. i felt about that's how i felt about like i, I think i feel that about most apps like when, when that's how i felt when tiktok came out now that tiktok is gone that's how i yeah. feel about in i'm like i don't want to learn again like i just learned that one now you're making me learn another one. I, I, I get irritated, but I also feel, um, I, I go back to it, you know, and I learn a little, 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 and then eventually, you know, I, now I know how to use it. So this is in shorts, the video
0: editing.
1: Yeah. Right? yeah like I, I plan to make stuff, uh, based on that now. Like, I mean, not based on that, I mean, using that. You. Oh, sweet. Send I me like screen video recording video tutorials. Videos.
0: Yeah, yeah, the the video
1: I made of this, this session's poster, I made it on InShots. Oh, sweet. I mean, I, I yeah, plan to make the model. kind of content that I've been making, like the the type of TikToks I'll be making. So I was thinking I'll just find sounds from other places or songs and stuff, like a little more effort there and just edit those and make the same type of videos. Because I can still put text and everything, right, in InShots. So try to do that. Like all these ideas that I could not make, at least make those and then see what to do after that.
0: So, uh, I, there's something about, you know, the charm behind YouTube
1: mm-hmm.
0: being, you know, one of the biggest broadcasting platforms in the world. Mm-hmm. Possibly the biggest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like back in the 90s, a lot of children wanted to be astronauts or engineers or doctors, not because of their parents, of course, but just because they uh-huh. wanted to. So, uh-huh. And now, there's, there's such a shift in... Uh, them wanting to be YouTubers when you ask them what mm-hmm. want to be. My my little girl, he just turned ten, mm-hmm. and uh, he tried to. I asked him, "How does it feel to be 10 mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh, I'm just three more years close to making my own YouTube channel." Oh, uh-huh, cool. So, why do you think that shift happened?
1: Um. Okay. So when YouTube first came out, it was just it was it wasn't as big as it is today. I mean, now, like you said, it's yeah. it's the platform to be on to be a person on like a youtuber um so i think that it's a career like i mean it is a career i don't think it it is it's just it's a job that people can now look up like just the way a kid says oh i want to be an astronaut when i was a kid i said youtuber i was like no i I want to make stuff like i want to make content and i didn't know what i didn't say youtuber i just knew that i want to make videos and I, i didn't really act on that again probably because um i was brought up in that way you know where My parents or my grandparents used to say, Hey no, you gotta do this and you gotta do that. But I was always a rebel for like kicks. So I kinda just, you know, no, no, no to everything. And mom still says that about me. She's like, you know, you 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 always just wanna argue and always just wanna disobey and yep, deliberately. Like, I don't wanna do it, I don't wanna do it. Like I'm stubborn. So it um I'm pretty glad that I finally did get uh Put myself online. I'm. I'm really honestly glad that I could do that. So yeah, I don't. I think that is pretty cool that kids think, hey, I want to be a YouTuber because it's like just validating the fact that hey, this is a viable career option now. You know,
0: right. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. But then all the things that you spoke about, children consuming so much mm-hmm. uh, data, on the screen time mm-hmm. and all of that. It, it is not healthy for adults like us as yep. well. So, do you think that is going to get worse?
1: I think so. I think that, um, I, see, I think we're all addicted. Most of us, not even like all of us. Most of us are addicted and um, yeah, some of us acknowledge it. And a part of those, some will be like, no, I don't want to be addicted. You know, I'm just going to make sure my screen time is like, other people don't care. And they're like, oh, I'm bored. I'm just going to scroll. I'm just going to scroll. So it is very unhealthy. It is an addiction and it is a very, it's a habit that people have formed. Um, But I do know that when I was younger and I didn't have access to all this, I would still like try to watch stuff on YouTube. I would still like, okay, like Superwoman, I was following her when I was a kid and stuff. Now I don't watch her that much anymore. But when I was a kid, I was like, look at this girl, you know, that's so cool. But it wasn't um, a lot of consumption. So I just feel like, you know, if kids want to be, you know, want to be on this platform and if they do hit it off, they become... An opinion leader and they become they have an influence so i think they need to i feel like more like people need to talk about that more that you know you have a say and people will listen to you you know so you have to be careful with what you say and um you know try to put out good things because if some if suppose it's like okay um i i'm just gonna give a an example uh carrie manati roasted the and what yeah. happened man i've I mean, okay, fine. I agree that that platform had its problems, but which platform doesn't have its problems? I mean, there is garbage put on YouTube and Instagram as well, you know? Um, And I feel like the people on TikTok, forget the app, the people, they were making stuff and they were being ridiculed for making stuff. Like everybody has their own way of depicting whatever they want to depict and... I think that, that sh- like, let them express themselves the way they want to. You know, you don't have a say in everything. And if you don't like it, nobody is asking you to consume nobody. it. Yeah, nobody's putting a gun to your head and say, watch my video. And then make fun of it. If you don't like it, leave. There's, there's so many other videos on the internet to watch. Yeah, you know, there was a study that said
0: that uh, the more you scroll, like, they determine whether someone's depressed or not, depending on how much they scroll on Facebook or Instagram. And I
1: feel like, I feel like one problem here with digital media is, um, it, like all these apps and stuff, especially like Instagram, it validates those feelings. Like I know if you start scrolling about, you have a breakup and you start, you know, seeing these quotes and these memes about breakups, okay. it starts feeding you more of that, you know? And then when you, when you go on your explore, a lot of the memes and the quotes and all of that are about, sad stuff and it just makes you know it makes a person it it's it's subliminal the validation that they get for what they're feeling and i just feel like okay, stop like this is a dangerous thing you know it's somebody wrote that post and put it out it's not set in stone and go and talk to a therapist like don't you know trip about it alone it's a very dangerous place you know sometimes
0: yeah mm-hmm. it 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 gets it does get a little difficult after a point, but then there's also that one side this you know the flip side to it is that there is also stuff that will inspire yeah for sure for sure yeah but then do you feel like that's getting drowned in the negative no i feel like
1: i feel like that's from person to person like if i start if i look like personally i try to keep my feed as positive as i can Because I was in that place where I would read the negative things and relate to it. And it's so sad, send it to my friends, this is how I feel and stuff. But um, now it it makes such a huge difference because now I know if I go on my explore, there's a funny meme, there's going to be an inspirational quote, and there's going to be a lot of motivational things, which is what I want to surround myself with. So I feel like it's how a person uses the stuff that is given to them.
0: Yeah, but then a lot of people may not know the algorithm and the fact that only if you consume this, this will, mm-hmm. you know, alter your experience. True, 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 But it comes, it comes down to, you know, probably just taking a step back, mm-hmm. I feel like, from all of it. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you with uh, the stuff you want to create?
1: Um, well, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm still, I'm making a vlog right now. Uh, it's gonna be a vlog about, of like with old footage that I haven't used in the vlogs and I'm going to make something out of that. I have made some of those in the past. So I think I'm going to try and make those and put those out because, um, uh, at least I'm putting something out and it's still fun and maybe it will like, and it's still stuff that's uh, like, there are people in them who will remember those moments, you know? So I think that should be fun. Um, and I'm going to figure out how to, I still have some TikToks left in my content bank. So once those, once I'm on the last one, I'm sure that's when I'll panic. And that's when I'll be like, <laughs> gotta make something. And I'll write something down.
0: Yeah.
1: I am, uh, I mean, you've seen the collaborations that I've been doing. I mean, one I've done till now. But there are more coming up. Okay. Okay, okay. yeah. And so, um, yeah, Sorry. so there are more people who are like, uh, who I'm going to collaborate with. So those videos are going to come up too. And I'm also working on two scripts. So putting out two proper IGTV videos.
0: Ooh, that's fun. I can't wait to see what you Yeah. Doing. What is the one mm-hmm. uh, like dream collab that you have, or that dream mm-hmm. video that you know, you're just not ready to do yet?
1: Hmm. Um, I want to make like, have you seen those typical travel vlogs? Like those, the yes. montages and you know, but from one place to another. Like not just one place. I wanna make one of those. I don't have money from poor. But when I can, I will I, I'm really, I really, really wanna make one of those. And I wanna go like from one place to another. Like a like I wanna go all over a country and film every place. And it is it's still gonna be a little bit like my vlog, you know, where I'm eating a lot or where I'm where there are jokes being cracked and stuff. But I, I wanna make like crazy montages and stuff. So I I got to do a little bit of that uh when I went to Thailand. So I made like a vlog on that and I really really want to do that. So I think that would be a dream video. If I could just do like a crazy I went all around the world vlog. I don't even care if that's long like I will watch it 10 times. Oh
0: that
1: sounds fun. Mm-hmm. I really hope you find me. Happy. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: so do you how do you motivate yourself to create
1: I cry, and then I say, "Sonam, stop crying. You're wasting your time crying. Just make make it like use the time that you're crying to make the video, or cry and make the video, but make it." So,
0: yeah, I cry. I cried before the live
1: stream, and then after the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is stressful. I feel like calm um, because I film people and stuff like right, they really hype me up, you know. So, I've, my friend Mahira, you know, she's really kept me in check with the vlogs, she's always been like, so I'm just making it, so I'm just making it. And she will, she will make me be like, okay, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna do it, you know? And um, I have other people who kind of put indirect pressure on me. Hey, when's the vlog coming? Or when's the vlog, where's the vlog? I'm like, yeah, I'm making it. Just give me a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have that, I do have that push. I don't need, like, it's not always, I don't always have to push myself. I have people to push me. They don't know they're pushing me. So that's a good thing.
0: Right, you, so, Creating blogs, you create blogs, but then your major is advertising. So why did you create that dichotomy within yourself? (laughs)
1: Um, Well, when I joined SCMC, um, I knew there were like these four majors and stuff. And in the second year, I, I hadn't made blogs yet. Like I hadn't started putting them out yet. And that's when we had to choose between filmmaking and journal or ad and PR. And I chose ad and PR. And I was like, okay, I'll get into advertising. Um, Should be fun. Because it's still using a lot of your creativity and stuff, right? Um, So I got into that. And then I started making blogs when I was already in those. And you can't switch back. Like, I couldn't go to filmmaking. But I don't regret it. I feel like now I have knowledge about that too. And I have knowledge about content on my own and i've had classes like ad filmmaking and stuff one of the best classes that i've had in college like i loved that class so um i feel like i have i have a little bit of everything and i think that's a good thing jack of all trades like it's a good thing
0: yeah but you know this i i personally have this fear of being a jack of all trades and master of Mm -hmm. But then sometimes it's always that or sometimes it's like, okay, I can do so many things. Exactly. A,
1: I mean, do awesome. you know that the entire quote is jack
0: of all trades, but a master of none um,
1: is, at least he can do everything. At least he's not bound to one or something. I don't know what the entire court is, oh, but that's what it means. It, the entire quote means it's better to be a jack of all trades than just be good at one thing and not be able to do anything else. So... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's...
0: I, I, they only, you know, distributed the first blood. They do that
1: with so many other quotes. Like, blood is thicker than water. It's, that's not yeah. what it means. It means the, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. It means that relationships formed by choice are stronger than the relationships bound by blood.
0: Oh, that's the complete opposite.
1: A lot of these quotes are the complete opposite of what they mean.
0: Wow, I do not know that. I do something new <laughs> on I'm sure I'll send you, you like understand? a thread or something if I find one on Instagram. Send, yeah. Send, send. I'm more than happy to read. It. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, uh, how do you do? You find it difficult to introduce
1: yourself to someone? A little bit. Like you know, in, in an interview, in an interview, when somebody yeah. says, "Tell me about yourself," I'm like, "Dude, I don't know. I'm a person, and I breathe, and I eat a lot." And I, I make videos and please ask me a different question. Like, I don't know what to say, but like, I don't know. I, I've always had a thing about me, which I think has become much better over time. Like my opinion of myself has jumped up yeah. last year. In fact, it didn't even jump up when I was making vlogs, like in the beginning. Uh, last year, the first time I went to Bombay, I really changed as a person. Like I just flipped because I was living on my own. With my friends, but finally doing my own yeah. thing. I wasn't, you know, at home and stuff. And you kind of just realize so many things when you remove your parents from the role of your parents and you see them as like human yeah, beings, right. you're like, oh my God, you know, like a lot of things come into it, like a very different perspective. So it, yeah yeah.
0: I feel like it's more liberating also in some sense.
1: It's liberating here. It may not be liberating outside, but I feel like if you if you're on your side in your brain or you know you're friends with yourself, like if you can say I got you to yourself, you're good. Like I would never want to go back to pre two thousand nineteen April Sanam. I would never wanna go back to it. You know. Now that I know a different yeah, side seen- of it. Like you've seen me. You've seen yeah, me yeah. In, you've seen me at Speak, you've seen me at um Elephant and stuff. Yeah. You've seen me- in all these places I'm so i'm sure that can you see me yeah i
0: think i can hear you
1: yeah so um i mean you've seen me in all of these places i'm sure you can see that there is a difference in me now
0: yeah there is. i i see a stark difference in how uh you i felt like you were a, you were a lot closed off mm-hmm. i
1: was very
0: which was what three four years mm-hmm. ago i think easily and then seeing you at college. And I was like, oh, I've seen this girl. before." <laughs> and I, was, I, I was trying to, you know,
1: rack my brain. Where have I seen her? And then I that you were in the speak video. And I took a video. Yeah, and I, took yeah, I saw you running around taking photos everywhere. And I was like, this was fast. Yeah, jumping
0: around like a monkey. Yeah, because I
1: remember my... I even spoke about you. I didn't know who you were at that time. But I just spoke about you. Uh, to the person sitting next to me. I don't even remember who was sitting next to me. One of my high school friends. And you were... Near, near like the stage in the corner and you were taking a photo and i was watching and then like no, it was a couple of seconds later and you were behind me taking a photo and i said well, where did this girl come she was right there like super speed that's how i that's yeah that's my, that was my Actually, first impression like, of you i was like that girl is fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i feel like i feel
0: like i've grown old i can't do that anymore my yeah. back hurts <laughs> but, but yeah that is going to happen But anyway, I hope you create some more beautiful stuff out there. I hope you don't let uh, the fact, because I know that your work is going to reach far and wide. So so. I hope you don't let that affect you Uh as much.
1: Yeah, I won't, I won't. um, This stuff doesn't affect me.
0: I'm (laughs) glad. Thank you so much for coming. I hope you had a good time. I did, I did.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: Okay, bye. (laughs) Okay, so that was Sanam Bakshani. I hope you guys had a good time. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, If I can do better, let me know how. If there's anything that you think can be changed about the way I do this, I hope uh, you let me know. If there's someone you think I should bring on, let me know. This is Stories with Shastri. This is Take 27. (laughs)